Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the First Loved Podcast. I want to begin first by making a correction. Last week's podcast, I focused on this passage in Deuteronomy, but I mistakenly said Deuteronomy 22, 13 through 16, when it's actually Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 16. So just in case you were inclined to go look it up and went, wait a minute, that's not the right passage. Now you know. It's Deuteronomy 33, 13 to 16, where um, the word precious gets stated five different times in a variety of different ways in the other translations. So anyway, but today, what I'd like to talk to you about is a passage out of 1 Peter 2, and the purpose for doing that is because I want to try to answer the question that arises from time to time where people will ask me, Mark, is it really okay for us to hear today passages that were spoken about Israel or directly to Israel? Is it okay for us today to hear those passages where were not Israel in that sense. And really, the reason I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 2 is because Peter takes Old Testament passages and directly attributes them now to the church. And in this letter in particular, there's a lot of debate about how Jewish this audience is or how Gentile this audience is. And Surely it was mixed, but overall, I think the present-day scholarship, their belief is that Peter is primarily addressing the Gentile believers who are in the church. And so, in the context, in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse 4, Peter begins to talk about Jesus as this living stone, and he goes into this explaining about us being living stones as well and forming a temple, and being a priesthood, etc., etc. But the significance of it is that the next several verses after that part, I think it's verses 6, 7, and 8, he begins quoting Old Testament passages about a stone, and that Jesus is this stone, and he's the chief cornerstone. But most of the scholars tend to think that the reason Peter is doing this is because there might have been some question in the community that if Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, then how come so few Jews believe in him? How come so few accept him as such? So this initial part of this section is that he's trying, it seems, to address that issue where he's quoting texts from Isaiah, I think one from Psalms as well, that is essentially saying that this stone would be precious to those who believed in Jesus, but to those who didn't, this stone would also become a stumbling block, a stone that would actually crush them, if I remember the language right. But mostly he's trying to say, yep, for many, this stone would be a problem. <laughs> but for those of us who believe, this stone is precious, even as this stone was precious to God and chosen by him. And then he makes this amazing segue, and many of you have probably heard this passage, perhaps read this passage, and depending on your translation, the wording might be slightly different. But 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, Peter transitions, saying, But you, you who have believed in Jesus, Jew and Gentile, but particularly you Gentiles, 
He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And then he says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And then he goes on from there, really most of the rest of the letter is to talk about the implications of that reality of this is who you are, and based on who you are, here's how we should live. So it's kind of the climax of the beginning of chapter 1 right up until this point of saying, so make sure you know who you are. Now, for most of us, we've heard that, but I don't know how well we've known that except for the one line who's called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. All the rest of it is direct Old Testament scripture that was stated explicitly about and to Israel. There's three passages, one out of Exodus, one out of Isaiah, and one out of Hosea. The first one out of Exodus, it's just so amazing. I mean, you really need to know this in context where This is Exodus 19, and God has rescued Israel out of Egypt. And after they cross the Red Sea, he does a variety of miracles, providing water for them, manna and quail, rescues them from the Amalekites, and finally, over a couple months, brings them to the foot of Mount Sinai, brings them to himself. This is the creation of Israel as his covenant people. This is where he has brought them to himself to come into relationship with himself, to reveal himself. And so, at the beginning of 19, Moses goes up to the mountain and God says, say this to the people. Now, just listen to these words from God to Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Right? I mean, just hear that for a moment. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation." directly from God to Israel about who they were going to be to him as a people, if they would remain faithful to him. Now listen to what Peter said. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. You can't get any more clear than that. (laughs) The words God spoke to Israel in such a profound way as to their identity and who they would be to him, now Peter is saying those exact words to the church of Jesus Christ, and most likely most of these who are listening are non-Jews. And he is ascribing those words from God to them. 
In fact, even though the next passage that most of the scholars think is Isaiah 43, and it does make sense, he says, Isaiah 43, 18 and 20, God says through Isaiah, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So hear it again. To give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. What's Peter say? You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special or treasured possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Beloved, do you hear this? To you and I, all of us who are listening, who are, who are non-Jews, who are Gentiles, who have believed in the Lord Jesus as that living and precious stone, what was said explicitly about Israel, Peter is applying these texts directly to us. You are that chosen people that God formed for himself that we might proclaim his praise. And I was just going to say, I think also later, right before they go into the land, when Moses is reminding them of who they are, in Deuteronomy 7, 6, Moses also says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. And once again, Peter says, you are a chosen people, God's treasured possession, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, so that you might declare the praises of him. That's ultimately why we become his people, is to be those who would declare his praises, declare that we have been called out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Is that not the gospel? That the purpose really, for being given that identity and being called into that relationship with God, ultimately was that we would declare the praises, declare that God rescues people out of darkness. In fact, I love it in Colossians where Paul says, we give thanks joyfully to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Or elsewhere in Ephesians 5a, Paul says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Already these first two passages, Exodus 19, something that every Jew would have known so well, the day that they came to Sinai and God told them who they were to him, treasured possession, royal or priesthood, kingdom of priests, a holy nation, that they're chosen. And then in this passage in Isaiah, that, that it's a people he formed for himself, that they might declare the praises of him. Well, then the last line he says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, and now you have received mercy. Well, that comes from Hosea chapter 2, verse 23, where in, especially in the New King James, and I'll pick that up a little bit later next time, but 
In the New King James, Hosea 2.23 says, I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy, and then I will say to those who were not my people, you are my people, and they shall say, you are my God. And here again, a passage that is a whole, you know, there's a lot to the whole Hosea story, but essentially God had said to Israel that I'm not going to show you any more mercy and you're not going to be my people in chapter one. And then turns around chapter two and says, I love you too much. I got to have compassion on you. And so, yeah, I said you were not to be pitied, you know, not to be mercied, but I'm going to show you mercy anyway. And I said, yeah, you shouldn't be called my people, but you're going to be my people. And so he loves them and forgives them. But once again, a passage that was exclusively about God's relationship to Israel, now Peter is applying specifically to us, the church, especially to Gentiles. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That whole section there are three Old Testament scriptures exclusively attributed to Israel, but now Peter is attributing them to us. Well, there's so much more I want to say about this, but I got to wrap it up for today. And so, first of all, let me just answer the question. Absolutely based on this, we can hear the Old Testament texts that were said to Israel can be said to us because Peter just told us we are that very same people now in Christ, Jew and Gentile, but especially for those of us who are Gentiles. We need to know that we belong to the people of God now. And what was true about them is also true about us today. So let me just finish for today by now putting that first person. Let's just pause and just think for a moment that there was a time when you and I were not God's people. You and I once were in darkness And he called us out of that darkness, rescued us, redeemed us from that darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of the sun he loves, Paul says. So remember where you were before the Lord called you. Remember where you were as a Gentile, not knowing anything about God. If there was a season in your life that you didn't know anything about God, and now hear the Father say this from his heart to yours. You. Every one of you who have believed in Jesus, you are my chosen people. Chosen people. You are my royal priesthood. You are my holy nation. You are my treasured possession. I want you to declare my praises, all that I have done for you, the amazing love that I've expressed to you. And especially even as I've done for you, where I called you out of darkness and brought you into my wonderful light, that you too would declare, declare my praise, declare my gospel, declare that I am still calling people out of darkness and I want to bring them into my wonderful light. Finally, know this. Once you are not a people, but now you are my people. You are my people. Once you had not received mercy, but now, now you have received my mercy. 
Ephesians 2, 4, the Lord would continue and say, Because of my great love for you, because I am rich in mercy, I made you alive in Christ, even though you were dead in your transgressions. For it is by my grace that I saved you. Thank you, Father. I am. I am chosen. I am one of your royal priests. I am a part of your holy nation. I am a part of your treasured possession. I am one who's been called out of darkness and live in your wonderful light. I am one who is not a people, but now I am one of your people. Once I knew no mercy, and now I've experienced your mercy. Father, we just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the wonder, the amazing gift and privilege of the position that you have placed us in with you. Thank you that every one of us who believe in Jesus, filled with the Spirit, we are your people, your beloved, your treasured possession. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and bless you. Amen.